check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. And welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 71, and we are actually going to release this on February 9th, 2022. This week's edition has a look at our SMS Voices, our student podcast. So let's take a listen. I've got something to say. No, I've got something to say. But I've got something better to say. We all have something to say. Welcome to SMS Voices. What is Pongo, Vic Nash? Pongo is an Indian holiday that's pretty much all about food. I thought it was about thanking the sun god and forces of nature. Yeah, but also about thanking the farm animals and the people who support agriculture. Isn't it sort of like Sankranti? Sort of, and it also lasts from January 14th to January 17th. Pongo has four days. Bogey Pongal is a day to end Maragazi, the Tamil version of December. And Surya Pongal is a dedication to Surya the Sun God. Pongal translated to English means to boil. Battu Pongal is to honor cows and Kannu Pongal is to strengthen bonds with family and friends. There are also two main types of Pongal, food eaten in the festival Pongal. Chakra Pungal and Ven Pungal. That's amazing! I didn't know that, Vignesh! Looks like you forgot about me again. Again? We never forgot about you again. Yeah, remember writing the script? Oops, I forgot, Jack. But I remember you were going to talk about the Holocaust. Oh yeah, the Holocaust was something we should all know about. I believe that too. You're right, Jack. The Holocaust happened from 1941 to 1945, when the Nazis formed by Adolf Hitler persecuted the Jewish community in Europe. Wow, that wow is, that's kind of sad. Yeah, that is kind of sad. Over six million Jews died in concentration camps. One of them was Anne Frank. That's a lot of people, but that's also the most known fact among people when they think about the Holocaust. The persecution reached such an extreme rate that communities band together to rest their wives to save their friends. There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle, said Albert Einstein. I believe there is always light inside the darkest days. Thank you for listening. This is Kashik, Jack, and Vignesh talking about Fungal and the Holocaust on the SMS Voices. Hi, I'm Rita. And I'm Adeline. In this week's topic, we're going to do a book chat on the Keeper of City series by Shannon Messenger. We're only going to talk about the first book today. The first book, Keeper of Lost Cities, was released in 2012. The story focuses on a, thir- on a 12-year-old girl named Sophie Foster who has the ability to read minds and is incredibly smart beyond her age. She's often made fun of and has trouble finding her place, but that all changes when she meets Fitz, a boy with the same ability to read minds. He tells her that she belongs in the Lost Cities, a peaceful, prosperous world in which elves live. But after Sophie is thrust into her new world, she learns that this perfect utopia isn't as wonderful as it seems, and the secret behind her very existence can change the world for better or for worse. 
In reviews, 90% of people like the series. It's said to have incredible world building and amazing character depth and growth. So far, Shannon has written 9 books and is currently writing the 10th. In The Lost Cities, almost everybody has a special ability, powers such as telepathy, conjuring, and vanishing. Not everyone uses their power for good, which Sophie realizes as she spends more time in the Lost Cities. I really like this book. What did you think, Renita? I think it was a great start to a really good fantasy series, and it's a lot like Harry Potter, and I think fans of Harry Potter would really like it. Um, and it was a great introduction also to a new world where not everything is perfect and great. And I think it was just a great introduction overall. And it introduces a lot of characters that don't really seem that important, but as the series progresses, they kind of come into the light more, and I think it's really cool how we can get all of these little characters that, like, are more important as we move on. All right. This has been Renita and Adeline with the SMS Voices Podcast. I'm Taryn. And I'm Jada. We're from the Selvage Podcast. This is Lindsay, a special guest speaker. Since it's January, I think it's appropriate to talk about Inspire Your Heart with Art Day, which is celebrated on the 30th. Inspire Your Heart with Art Day is a day to inspire your heart with art. It's a day to let go of all past stress and wonder, how does art affect my feelings? Well, art is known to be closely linked with mental health. Scriptsamg.com lets us know that there are many mental benefits of art. Art produces dopamine, which increases self-esteem, improves concentration, prepares your brain for dealing with complicated functions, and etc. Viewing and creating art can help someone with chronic illness escape their troubles for the day. NationalDayCalendar.com shows us some things you can do on Inspire Your Heart with Art Day. You could visit the local art museum, which is only 30 minutes away from Selvage. Or you could create homemade art pieces. Literature, music, painting, drawing, dancing, cultural and formal, and even the podcast you're listening to right now are all forms of art. Inspire Your Heart with Art Day is also a day that reminds us of different cultural aspects shown in art. Art captures different features of history that couldn't be known otherwise. People have made art even before an official language was known to have existed. Cave paintings from caveman times are an example of this. And even more recent pieces of art, including porcelain bowls from Eastern Asia, marble statues from the Renaissance, and traditional masks from ancient Africa explain a lot about what was going on in the time period that even words couldn't explain. So guys, what does art mean to all of us? Well, I personally would say that I'm an artist, so a lot of times when I go home in my free time, I just like to draw in my sketchbook. So it's just something that I really enjoy doing, and I like to create different art pieces. I'm part of Selvage's theater company, and I'm the costume lead, and we spend a lot of time putting together costumes and just getting to put what we think would look good on people on them and just and then when we see the show we get to like express ourselves through the actors and it's really cool. Well, I do a lot of art related things. I draw like painting, landscapes, animals, people. Um, I like writing and reading books and I do 3D design and I like designing things in general, like shirts, maybe like little mugs and small little accessories. And I also do music. I do 
the guitar and I've been learning that for a bit. And also, I really like doing the podcast, so that's why I joined. So how do you guys feel when you see like a finished piece of art or something you've worked really hard on and you finally get to see it come to life in front of you? Whenever we finish our plays or musicals and I get to see everyone coming off stage and then I get to go out for a curtain call and do my bow or whatever with my crew, it's really cool because people get to see like we're the people who are behind the scenes who helped put this together because usually people don't get to acknowledge us because we're not on stage. So it's really cool when you get to go out and see everyone and be like, oh yeah, there is an audience here. There is actors who put this together with us. And it's just, we all get really sad because it's ending, but we're happy that we did it. Well, when I finish art pieces, I feel proud. Like, this is all like, all the time I spent and all my hard work I spent on this art piece has all like, made something special to me and I like keep it around so I can remember like all those hours I spent on that art piece you know and it's just it's just something important to me yeah I agree because like after you've worked really hard on something you finally get to see it finished and it looks like what you want it to look like too then it's like an amazing moment because You've, you've done something, and you've achieved what you wanted to. What inspires you guys to do art? Well, the feeling you get after you finish a certain art piece really, like, inspires me to do it. Maybe it's, like, an art project for school. I want to get a good grade. That could inspire me, but also how I'm feeling, like, what I see around me and things that are going around in my life that could inspire me to do certain art pieces. And for me, like just the things going on around me, it could, you know, inspire me to do certain things or draw certain things. And also a lot of times, like if I've watched a certain show or a movie or something, I might want to draw some of the characters from it or some of the scenes and it's just really fun to try to recreate something from like your favorite show. And I've also done like art competitions before, so that's also something that inspires you because you know, you want to win. What inspires me and my costume crew a lot is we get to imagine the characters ourselves and we don't have like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, and we can just really make the characters our own. So when they go on stage, it's like, they're acting out the character, but we're almost helping them because their outfit puts everything together. Okay, so thanks for listening to today's episode of The Salvage Podcast. Today, we covered Inspire Your Heart with Art Day, celebrated on January 30th. I would like to give thanks to Lindsay Wong, Taryn Greeno, Mr. Mahan, and myself for willing this episode into existence. See you guys next time. Salvage Podcasters out! Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together.